Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talaya Dindi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Hello, and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. My name is Talaya Dendi, and our very special guest is Tom Palladino. Tom is a scalar energy researcher based in Florida. Scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space and universe. It originates from the sun and stars. Tom theorized that all energy in the universe initiates as scalar energy and that the sun of our solar system and the stars of the universe are the points of origin, the storehouses in a sense for scalar energy. Tom further theorized that scalar energy is instructive energy as the entire universe is instructed by the divine essence. Subsequently, all spiritual, cognitive, emotional, and physical activity in the universe is initiated and maintained by scalar energy instructions. Scalar energy provides order in the universe. Very, very interesting topic, Tom. I want to welcome you to the show. I am so excited to learn more about this and really to let our listeners know about this technology that is out there. Tom, welcome. Thank you, Talia. It's a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Tom, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my, my avocation, my, my desire is to see a better world. And I think one of the ways we can do that is by way of scalar energy. So I am a scalar energy researcher. I've devoted my career to this topic, to this technology, scalar energy. And uh, we will explore uh, as to how this can benefit mankind. The purpose of my research is to help people, is to improve the human condition. So I'm a scalar energy researcher, and I believe this technology is like none other, and this is going to change the world. Thank you for that, Tom. And this is, is so interesting. You know, prior to us preparing for this interview, I, I was researching it and just there's just so much to that. And there's so much about it that we don't know, I didn't know <laughs> existed. Can you please start off by explaining the difference between scalar energy and electromagnetic energy? Sure, it's very simple. All energy originates as scalar energy. The stars produce or could be considered the storehouses of scalar energy. And then scalar energy will degrade or will convert into electromagnetic energy. It's it's that simple. So the primary initial energy is scalar energy and the the derivative or secondary energy is 
is electromagnetic energy. I want the world to embrace scalar energy, the primary, the, the initial energy of the universe. Very interesting. And so how does scalar energy transmute matter? Scalar energy carries instructions. It, it is responsible for holding together atoms and molecules. So this is the intelligence. Scalar intelligence holds together atoms and molecules. Now, when you redirect those instructions, you can rearrange atoms and molecules. It's that simple. So scalar energy will change one physical form to another by changing the instructions from that physical form to another physical form. It's very simple. This is how God has designed the universe. So it is scalar energy that assembles matter, physical matter. And all matter is held together by a set of instructions. If you change those instructions, that matter changes. It rearranges into another physical form. It's that simple. So we see great conservation of effort, great conservation of, of energy. And this is the beauty of the universe. It's a silent, it's a sublime, it's a fundamental process in which we can change one physical form into another physical form. Very interesting. And we're going to touch on this in a, in a moment. But I just want to put it out there that a lot of the work or really all of the work that Tom does is by photograph. So we're going to circle back around to that in yes. a minute. Yes. And I thought it was very interesting to bring this up early in the conversation. So just kind of keep that listeners in the back of your mind for, for a moment, please. Tom, how does scalar energy allow you to enhance energetic state of being by way of their photograph. <laughs> okay, so let's let's get into it. We're not working with electricity or magnetism. I'm holding up a photograph of myself. This photograph carries my signature. It's a light signature. That's my photograph. And when I work with my instrument, I actually place a photograph of a person inside the instrument. So this is a new branch of physics in which the photograph receives the activity. The photograph is energetically alive with scalar energy or zero point energy, call it what you will. And I access the scalar energy dimension. I access the quantum dimension. So we're working in a different dimension. This is not electricity. It's not magnetism. We're working in the scalar energy dimension, the informational dimension. And by working with a person's photograph, I can access their force field or their energy uh, character, their energy signature. And I can have a favorable outcome on that force field. And that in and of itself improves their health. But I, I only can prove this by way of the scalar energy dimension because this is the dimension that I work in. So what am I saying? There's two branches of physics now, scalar energy and electromagnetic energy. I don't work in the electromagnetic spectrum. I work in the scalar energy spectrum. And I enjoy incredible results in this scalar energy spectrum. And so, Tom, what have, has been some of the feedback about results that people that you have helped, what are they seeing or experiencing? You know, many people say that they feel better after I work with their photograph, which calls to mind that most likely people have a scalar energy dimension. 
You know, if you look at modern day physics, we only consider electricity and magnetism. But I'm saying that people probably have a scalar energy dimension as well as electromagnetic dimension. So if my work is valid, then I've proven that people and animals have a scalar energy dimension and that I can access that dimension by way of a photograph. So to answer your question, the, the greater majority of people feel better. We provide a 15 day free trial and after people experience the 15-day free trial, invariably, most of them say, I feel better. There is merit to this. Wonderful. And as you mentioned, Tom has a 15-day free trial. So if you are very interested in this, make sure that you sign up for that, that free trial. And before we end today, Tom will tell you where you can go to um, take advantage of that. So what unique experiences have you witnessed in working with scalar energy in your laboratory? In my laboratory, it's predominantly a scalar force field. There's no more what I would consider an electromagnetic force field. Now, in that environment, I've noticed that electrical instruments do not behave normally. If you bring an electrical instrument close to my scalar energy force field, it will not work. Because the scalar energy force field overrides the electromagnetic composition of the electromagnetic signal for other types of electrical instruments. For instance, I've, I've noticed anytime I bring my cell phone in my laboratory, I can't make or, or, or receive a cell phone call because the scalar energy will override my electromagnetic signal in my cell phone, proving that I have a different dimension in my laboratory. Wow. And so you, you're mentioning, mentioning an instrument. Do you um, feel comfortable sharing or kind of giving us a description of what that instrument is? Sure, sure. Um, uh, it's on my website. It's, they are custom built instruments. Um, uh, to describe their composition, uh, it, it, there's a great deal of circuitry involved, a great deal of geometry involved in these type of instruments. And uh, the, the powerhouse instruments have uh, a vacuum tube, they have a capacitor, they, they are powered uh, in that sense. And they also have two Tesla coils in which those Tesla coils will propagate, will amplify and propagate the scalar wave. So it is rather uh, unique. Uh, I believe nobody in the world has this type of instrumentation and hence nobody can achieve the results that I'm achieving with these instruments. Wonderful. And Tom, how many years of research have you poured into scalar energy and being able to get it to the point where it's at today? This, this has been my life calling. I'm 61 years of age, so. Ever since my collegiate uh, years, I, I've had this viewpoint that we could change the world with scalar energy. So it's been a good 40, 45 years of research. It, it's been very rewarding, but I, I won't in any way uh, equivocate here. This, this is hard work. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to be dedicated. This is a new and emerging science. And you, much of my work is, is groundbreaking because with, with the exception of a few researchers, previously, you have to discover this on your own. 
There is no college textbook. You've, you've got to rely upon God's wisdom. Oh, God's wisdom. I love that. And so, Tom, of course, um, I can feel your dedication and, and all of those wonderful things to Scalar Energy. And you mentioned yourself that it's been tough work. Do you feel comfortable sharing like some of the barriers or challenges that you faced? Let me say this. Most of the people I've ever worked with for the past 40 years have been very receptive. So I want to thank the people around the world for being open-minded. And, and without a grassroots effort, this will not succeed. So I thank the people that have at least been open-minded about this. And then I want to thank the, my predecessors, you know, may, maybe no more than 10 scalar energy experts who develop instrumentation who have inspired me. So consider how narrow uh, of a scope this is. I can only mention uh, 10 at most scalar energy researchers over the past 100 years that frankly knew what they were doing and, and could, could develop instruments. You know, you, you could talk all day long unless you can develop an instrument and experiment with that instrument. You're not a scalar energy researcher. Okay? It's, it's like, you know, can you learn? Can you learn how to play golf by reading a magazine? No, you've got to go play golf. So, you know, sadly, I can only cite maybe 10 scalar energy researchers, and I've studied most of them or as much as I can from those, uh, those 10 researchers, and they were, if you will, the building blocks. I'm standing upon their shoulders. Without them, I would not be here today. That's amazing. 10 people, 10. <laughs> so that lets you know how groundbreaking this is, and it also lets you know how much you know, work has been put into this to get it to this point. And so Tom, thank you for everything that you've done and that you're doing to really let people know that, hey, this is an option for you. Okay. And Tom, please explain how scalar light balances the seven major chakras and the 12 meridian points. Okay. If we look at a chakra, and, and sometimes we've been able to photograph a chakra by Kirlian photography, they're spinning vortices, they spin. And that's what scalar energy does, it spins. So I concluded a long time ago that our seven vortices, the, the seven chakras are seven spinning scalar energy double helixes or, or a, a what I would consider a, a phi spiral. What am I getting at? We have seven scalar energy points in our body. They spin. And those chakras are animated, maintained by scalar energy. So the best way you can access a chakra is by scalar energy, not by electricity. And scalar energy will realign, will reprogram those seven chakras. Seven is a perfect number. I think that's why God designed seven chakras. So we have seven points of light, scalar energy points of light in our body that we can influence by way of a scalar energy instrument. To me, that's quite profound. And I've always said that the future for, especially for mental health, for mental health will be uh, abetted by this scalar energy approach, that scalar energy, not necessarily drugs, scalar energy will serve to balance the seven chakras, thereby improving mental health, psychological health, thereby improving uh, your spiritual disposition, thereby improving your attitude. 
Um, I've, I've seen that with this chakra balancing, that it, it can be indeed uplifting. So Tom, please share a little bit more about that, because with everything that's going on in the world right now, mental health is huge. And the importance of taking care of your mental health is huge. Please educate us a little bit more how scalar energy can can benefit us in that way. Um, these instruments that I've developed, once again, they control matter to the point of either assembling or disassembling matter. Now, I cannot create matter. Only God can do that. But I can rearrange matter. So what do I do when I find a microbe, a germ on the photograph? I rearrange the germ. I break it down. I disassemble the germ. And I can do that by way of the photograph. Now, keep in mind, these instruments are only designed to work with photographs because they only work in the quantum dimension. I don't work in the physical dimension. If you were to hook up a person or an animal to this instrument, then you'd be working in the physical dimension. I don't work in the physical dimension. I work in the informational dimension. And with a person's photograph, I'm able to detect viruses and bacteria and then instruct that quantum field to break apart viruses and bacteria. Wow, <laughs> that, that is very interesting. I know that for some people, it, this might be hard to digest. And so I just say, make sure you go to Tom's website. We'll be sharing that later and sign up for the free 15-day trial. Um, this is very groundbreaking. And I had to kind of read and study up on it several times just because it's it's different. It's new. It's a different way of thinking. And as Tom mentioned, it's very um, important to come with an open mind. So Tom, how does scalar energy or scalar light turn on the ability to form our own nutrients? Okay, once again, we see conservation of motion, conservation of energy with God. So everybody is composed of elements. Let's say nitrogen, phosphorus, magnesium, carbon, oxygen. And with this energy, scalar energy, we just tell those elements to rearrange themselves into forming a nutrient. So we take the existing building blocks of the body elements, and we tell those elements to rearrange into a micronutrient, into an antioxidant, or into an amino acid. So we don't have to ingest anything. We simply redirect the elements. We redirect the protons in our, excuse me, pro, proteins in our body into natural uh, uh, chemicals, which would be antioxidants, vitamins, plant chemicals, amino acids. So we take what's existing in the body, rearrange it by scatter instructions into a micronutrient. It's simple. And so Tom, is this a way that can help to decrease or prevent, for example, malnutrition? Is yes. this, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, my, my goal someday is to be able to treat a billion people a year by way of their photograph and provide them the, the nutritional needs that, that, are, that are demanded. 
let's face it, it it's, it's hard to grow food and it's, it's hard to eat well. But if we can deliver nutrition by light, by light, it's much easier. So we could fortify the world. We, we could provide nutrients for the world by way of scalar light. Wow. And, you know, with everything that's going on with the food supply today, of course, it's not as nutritious and as good as it used to be. This could be a way to offset that. Yes. Is what you're saying. Absolutely. See, this, you get it. This is the technology that's going to change the future. We have an old way of doing things. The, the paradigm, the model, in many ways, it's broke. Let's just, let's just cut the mustard. There are many problems in the world and the model or the approach that we have doesn't work or it's, it's cur- the, the effectiveness is curtailed. With scalar energy, there's no impediment. It's very easy for me to treat a photograph. There's nothing that can impede light energy. So there's nothing to stop this process we could treat the human race by way of their photograph. So that means you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to worry about transportation. You don't have to worry about um, bringing someone with you to your appointment. (laughs) Right, right. You see, I I go, I I go, I cut to the chase here. Why, you know, that's a rather elaborate, uh, if you will, requirement. Instead, when you're working with light, it's direct, it's fundamental. This is the easy way to provide healing for mankind. It's the easy way to provide nutrition for mankind. Mm-hmm. All, in, all very important. And really, those are the things that are needed to live. So just think how many lives that could be saved by this. Yes. Is what I'm, I'm gathering the more and more we talk about this. That's the big picture. This is by this. There's nothing like this technology. This technology makes obsolete so much of the existing technology. It's far superior to our existing technology. Our existing technology, although effective, nonetheless, is, it, it's costly. It's, it's laborious. And, and there's, there are barriers to entry. There's no barrier to entry for a photograph. Okay, let's face it. If you want to provide nutrition for people around the world, you have to grow food. You have to distribute the food. You have to eat the food. You have to refrigerate the food. I would much rather take a photograph and, and send energy to a person and create the nutrient. It's so much easier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today in our time, costs are huge for everything. Going to the doctor, um, food, taking care of your mental health. There's so many costs involved. And this seems to be a way to get all of those needs met in a number of effective ways. (laughs) And like you said, it, 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 move, it removes a lot of the barriers that uh, people face to getting what they truly need. Exactly, exactly. When you're working with light, you, know, you don't have to worry about refrigeration or trucking or growing of crops or the harvesting of crops. 
you, you just simply create the nutrients that you need by way of light. Tom, please explain how scalar energy is everywhere in the universe and thus transcends time and space. Now, yeah, one of the things God made apparent to me that scalar energy is his divine presence. And it's necessary because everything needs instructions. In order to maintain a universe, you need instructions to maintain the universe. And scalar energy serves as the instructions of the universe. If you, if you were to cut off that intelligence, those instructions, you would not have a universe. So what am I getting at? Scalar energy has to be everywhere in order to maintain an infinite universe. If, if you don't have those instructions, if you don't have that intelligence, then you no longer have a universe. So it, it, it's rather apparent an infinite universe calls for an infinite energy, which is scalar energy. So if the universe is infinite, then you have to have a matching. You have to have a corresponding energy that is infinite. Great explanation of that. So to tie into the, what you just explained, Please touch on how scalar energy is the cause of time. Uh, we look at the cause and effect relationship of everything in the universe. And time is not fundamental. Energy is fundamental. Light is fundamental. So the cause of time is light. So cause and effect. Now, if scalar energy is the cause of time, how does it cause time? Well, if you look at the nature of scalar energy... It rotates. Again, it's, it's a, a vortex or it's rotating. And when you rotate that light in one direction, time moves forward in one direction. If you rotate that light in the opposite direction, time moves backwards. If you're in a perfect scalar energy environment, no longer subject to the rotation, but if you're immersed in scalar energy, time stands still. Now, there have been various scalar energy researchers that have immersed themselves in a scalar energy environment and time stood still because they were no longer subject to time. They were immersed in scalar energy and they were outside of time. It's, it's kind of like a river to, to use an analogy. If you jump into a river, that river takes you in a stream and, and you experience this 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 current. And, and you could say the same thing about scalar energy. It's a current of, so to speak, of, of energy. But if, if you're immersed in a, in a scalar energy paradigm, you're outside of time. You, you become eternal. You become immortal. Let's say immortal. Use that word. Mm -hmm. So when you were explaining this about time, for some reason, daylight savings time popped into my yeah. <laughs> popped into my mind, and yeah. it made me think about how just shifting the clock an hour mm -hmm. affects really our lifestyle in a sense. We have to wake up earlier. We have to, you know, uh, or later, I should say, things. Even that one hour time difference just changes so much. You hear people talk about how tired they are, how they're having a hard time sleeping. That's something that came to mind um, when you just talked about the cause of time. How does, the, how does, for example, daylight savings time play a part into this? 
you know, the, the, obviously daylight savings time is is, is man's ingenuity and, and, mm-hmm. and it's necessary for, for various reasons in, in certain locations. But that's that would lead itself to the fact that if the sun, which is a scalar energy orb, is responsible for time, then we have to relate our lifestyle to sunlight, how many daylight hours we have. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there, there was a biblical passage in which God stopped the progression of the sun and the day stood still. And if you look back at that biblical passage, you have to ask yourself, why did time stand still? Time stood still because the sun stood still because scalar energy instructed the sun to stay still. So <clears throat> not to get too far off the, off the path here, mm-hmm. but the, the scalar energy is responsible for sunlight, and that sunlight is responsible for time. Okay, wonderful. I was trying to make that connection for myself and the listeners as well by taking something that we're all familiar with and kind of using that to help um, make things a little bit more clear. So thank you for, for segueing with me a little bit on that. So you mentioned that there are, were 10 scalar experts prior to you, Tom. Who were those researchers and physicists of the past? Uh, yeah, Qu- quickly, Tesla, Hieronymus, Moray, Grabenikoff, uh, a man by the name of Antoine Priori, uh, Whitaker, um, uh, and a few others, at uh, Kazarev and a, and a few others. But um, that's about it. And, and the reason that this, this is such a narrow field it's so poorly understood. There is no college textbook. You have to engage in private study. How many people have the time for private study? Not many. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we, we have to c- consider, you know, what's, what is the benefit from all of this research? No Unless I would have a, an outlet for my research, then this would have been just a, a, a private, a, a, a private, if you will, uh, attempt to improve my understanding. That's not my point. My work is to improve the world condition. So these these theorists who preceded me, all of them were humanitarians, and all of them wanted to see that that this type of technology would would be promoted, but it's been suppressed, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been suppressed. And I, I can, in a sense, understand why, because if you're able to reduce costs and things like that, you're kind of messing with people's money. <laughs> so um, you're, you're, you're right. The, these mm-hmm. instruments, a scatter energy instrument can do the work of a million people. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, the more technology advances, I've said this so many times, the 40 hour work week is obsolete. Wow. It's obsolete. If machines do our, if instruments do our work, the 40 hour work week is unnecessary. Yes, I, I, can, I can see where that would be the case. Um, I'm just digesting all of this. Um, Please explain how scalar energy can be utilized as an unlimited supply of energy and put it into the energy crisis. 
look at the sun and the stars. Do they provide uh, heat, light, warmth for the universe? Yes. That's the perfect powerhouse. If you want to, if you want to build a powerhouse, uh, imitate a star. They never burn out. Infinite source of energy, clean energy, no pollution, no carbon footprint, no radioactivity. Okay, you want to you want to duplicate a star. If you can duplicate a star, you can power this world. That's what I envision. Scalar energy instruments are miniature stars. If we had a miniature star, there would be no power issue. We would have infinite power. Please help us understand, Tom, how scalar energy is the cause of gravity. Cause and effect, once again. <clears throat> gravity is not fundamental. Energy is fundamental. When, when scalar energy, if you will, points inward, it, it creates a gravity wave. When, when you displace or when you break apart or, or I would say uh, weaken a scalar wave, okay, then gravity starts to weaken. So gravity is nothing more than this concentration of scalar energy. Strengthen the scalar wave, you strengthen gravity. Start to weaken that scalar wave, gravity weakens. It's very simple. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I want to circle back around to like nutrients and things like that. Please describe how scalar energy is to human enhancement as photosynthesis is to plants. My predecessor, a man by the name of Hieronymus, was developing scalar energy instruments. And he took a scalar energy instrument and he took, took a, a plate or a capacitor on the top of his roof and he ran um, that energy by way of a wire into his basement. So a scalar energy instrument on the top of his house, he ran that energy into his basement where he had potted plants. And he grew his plants in the dark with a scalar energy force field. <clears throat> now, that in and of itself served to prove that you can grow plants in the dark with scalar energy. And it really occurred to me that probably the, the, the driving force, if you will, of all photosynthesis is scalar energy, whereas electromagnetic energy has a secondary effect. So if Galen Hieronymus can grow uh, plants in the dark exclusively by way of scalar energy, that scalar energy, once it funnels its way into his potted plants in his basement, that, that served to grow his plants, but also it probably <clears throat> uh, degraded into electromagnetic energy also. So <clears throat> I would have to say that both energy, scalar energy and probably electromagnetic energy grew the plants in his basement in the dark. Now that's my theory. <laughs> okay, interesting. It made me think about also like the rooftop, um, like the rooftop gardens and things like that. Um, however, he was able to kind of do it a little bit differently where, hey, I'm gonna take from the, ener the sun and every and energy from outside and funnel it to my basement. And um, I have, in a sense, you know, a, a growing environment in my basement. Yeah. yeah. He, he was brilliant. He brilliant. Wow. If, the, if the world would ever revisit his work, they, they would discover what I've discovered. He, he deserves a, 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 at least one or two Nobel Prizes, but 
you know, again, scalar energy research is not embraced by academia. Mm -hmm. It's suppressed. It's suppressed. Mm -hmm. Tom, what do you think the future of scalar, scalar energy and how its accept, acceptance will serve to change the world for the better? It's people that have to accept this and embrace this. My work is, is accepted again by a grassroots movement. And that's the key. Um, sadly, there's a lot of corruption today in academia and government, and, and they're not helping. They're not helping. If anything, they're an impediment. So people have to accept this energy. People have to embrace this. And with that, once people see the merit, people see the benefit, the merits to be derived from this energy, it, it will be, uh, it, people will demand it, essentially. It, it will be crucial to be part of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I could see where this would be a crucial part of lifestyle Um, because what I've gathered so far is that there are many benefits and positive changes to the way that we're living and functioning today. And um, as more and more time goes on, we're just seeing more scarcity with resources and (laughs) the models broke. Yeah. The models broke. With scalar energy, there is no scarcity. I'm glad you bring that up. But that's one of the primary concerns with any economic model, scarcity and choice. Well, with scalar energy, it's an infinite supply. There's no scarcity. If people recognize that, they would run towards scalar energy. You know, this has been such a very enlightening and interesting conversation, Tom. And I I just want to thank you for educating me and opening my mind up to something new as well as the listeners. And um, the work that you're doing is is very important. And thank you for dedicating 44 to 45 years of your life to this, to um, reducing scarcity and making things better for humankind. So I wanna thank you for that. Thank you. And before we wrap up, Tom, I always ask my guests these two questions. The first question is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the listeners? Make every day count. Make every day count. I might might not hit a home run every day, but I do something positive every day. And when you look at, you look back on your life and you say, well, you know, as long as I was positive and I did my best, that's all you can ask yourself of. And that's all that all that's all that God wants. Just do your best. There's too much negativity in this world. I think a lot of people cut themselves short. We have an incredible world, but you know, you just just focus just and be happy. Mm -hmm. Great advice. And I'm with you with the negativity. And it's so critical to be able to figure out what works for you and how you can try to protect yourself from that negative negativity and negative energy because it can quickly bring you down if you let it get inside of you. Yeah, you're you're right. And and you you might have to choose your friends. You might have to choose your arguments and, and, and choose your conversations if that's the case, but you want to surround yourself with uplifting people. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how important that has been for you yeah. with the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Tom, what's next for you in Scalar Energy? 
Help me introduce this to the world. It's, it's too great of an invention. It's, it, it offers too many benefits for it to be suppressed any longer. I'm going to ask the people, visit my website, scalarlight.com. Anybody can send in their photograph and we'll provide 15 days of free scalar learning sessions. Anybody, scalarlight.com, 15 days of free sessions for you. Just send in your photograph. Okay, Tom. And where else can they find you if they're interested in learning more about scalar energy? It's, it's going to be my website because I'm trying to, if you will, dovetail everything into that one website. Um, keep in mind, I'm one man, I'm one researcher. I, I, there's no staff behind me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And Tom, I want to put this out there for people who may be nervous about sending in their photographs. What happens to the photograph once you're done doing your work? I, I destroy the photographs. I destroy the photographs. Yeah, we, we never, I don't archive anything. I destroy everything. Okay. All right. So go to Tom's website and um, sign up for your 15-day trial if you're interested. He also has uh, videos of testimonials of people that have utilized this and um, have had great results. So do your research and just come at this with an open mind and um, you never know what will happen and where it will take you. So Tom, before we end, do you have anything else that you'd like to add today? I thank you for your time and I thank the audience for considering this, this new technology. Thank you. You're welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for educating me and as well as the listeners out there. So before we end today, I'd like to give a shout out to the listeners as well. Thank you for joining us. That's it for this Wednesday. And until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon.